been awesome. We are in May, obviously, so so we're in the we're in the late Luke, early John area right now. Um, and, and and you know, in the Old Testament, look, we got a long way to go. You know, what I'm talking about this is a journey. This is like a marathon, but uh, it's good. It's been exciting. How many of you know it's so great to read the Bible and and when you're reading straight through it, you get all the context. It, it, isn't it cool how one day the story's happening and the next day the story builds on what happened the day before? And so it's not just the old random open up the Bible and just what am I going to read today? And you have no idea what's going on. Whenever you read it uh, in order, it just makes a whole lot more sense. And so we've been having a great time uh, kind of expounding on what's going on. And what we're actually doing today is we're going to reach back a week. And we're going to cover a, a, a topic out of last week's reading. How many of y'all were here last week and saw Pastor Randy Bazette? Yeah? It's phenomenal teaching. He's, uh, he's pretty funny. Slightly a funny person to be around. So, uh, so we had a good time last week. But this week, we're going to be talking about a subject that uh, all of us have heard about. And, uh, and, and there's a lot of controversy or controversy, depending on what part of the... I was watching a guy last night from Australia, and he said controversy. I was like, what? What you Controversy? You mean controversy? But uh, so anyway, we're going to be talking about that today. And uh, but before we get there, you know, the other day, I was, I was, we, me and Aiden were working in the yard. We were for like the first time in, in I don't know how many months. It was bad. It was rough. <laughs> anyway, we were working in the yard, and I had to stop. I had to go to a gas station and get some some gas. And um, went there. And and you guys, you know, when you go to a gas station, uh, like you aren't usually going to a gas station for food. Am I right? Maybe it's just me. You're like, which gas station? You know? <laughs> Usually you're not going to a gas station and like, man, I hope they got some good food. Like that's really what I'm looking for. No, of course not. Maybe. Anyway. So, uh, so I went there and, and man, outside there was this smoker, this, this, this big old smoker. I was like, man, all this wood out there and I smelt I smelt the smoking process taking place. And all of a sudden, I was like, ooh, that might be good. So I went inside. I was like, what are y'all, and they, what are y'all cooking there? All kind of stuff. I was like, ooh, it'll be ready around four. I was like, that sounds great. You know, I'm already hungry, and it's like 11 in the morning. So uh, I went home and ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and just got through that. But uh, later on, Nadine ended up, and she was riding by there. I said, hey, babe, look, stop in the gas station. Go see if it's done. I don't know. I think it might be good, you know. And uh, now, now, you know, like any gas station, whenever you walk inside, it smells a little funny. All right. It's just that's the nice way of putting it. It smells weird. Uh, the, it just, there's nothing clean about the It's not where you're going to go and say, hey, I'd love to have a nice dinner with my wife. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's the place you don't walk in because when you walk out, you smell like it. And that's no fun. You know, I'm smelling like, anyway. So, so, I, so she goes by and she calls me. She's like, babe, they, all they got left is ribs. I was like, man, because they had some other stuff I was excited about. I was like, she's like, they only have one rack left. And then, so I'm picturing like, oh, here comes the, you know, oh, oh, oh that's what that is. Sorry. I thought the house lights went out. It's all good. Just a light that went out. I'm going to stay over here now so that way I'm not in the dark. But look, so I said, I said, uh, she's like, hey, there's only one rack left. I was like, oh, man. I was like, all right, all right. I said, go ahead and get it. We'll see what happens. So she brings it home, and uh, it's in a styrofoam, really, really stylish styrofoam container, right? Smells, it smells pretty good. Takes out the barbecue sauce that's in this weird 
Tupperware dish, you know. So we sit down, and it's this concoction. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't look that good, okay. So I'm like, well, that was a waste of money. So sit down, and I put some barbecue sp- sauce on it, and, and then I grab it. I was going to tear the ribs apart, you know what I'm talking about? I was going to tear them apart. And when I went to tear, bloop, the rib popped right out. And I went, oh. <laughs> oh, no. I literally, I was like, babe, the rib just fell out. And I was like, well, let me try it again. And bloop, all the ribs came out. I had this patty of rib, like just this patty. Like it just eat it like a burger. You know what I'm talking about? I was like, whoa. I took a bite. Y'all, I'm not kidding you when I say this. Literally some of the best ribs I've ever had in my life. In my life. I'm talking like I've been to competitions and stuff and not me cooking it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been and been like, oh, that's good. But I have no idea how you did that. But anyway, some of the best ribs ever. And, uh, and so now every time that I pass the gas station, I'm just going, you know, is there any smoke coming out? You know, it's all I'm out. Like, give me some of those ribs. And uh, so what, what really happened was the packaging that the ribs came in, the, the look of the store, all of the trappings around the product looked weird and un, unappetizing and like something would be negative about it. But once I actually bit into the ribs, I was like, yes, give me some more. You know, you can charge double. I'll pay for it because it's that good. And, you know, that's exactly what happens a lot of times in church with God. There's a lot of great aspects and a a lot of great things about God that people dismiss or reject. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with the product. It has nothing to do with the core thing. It has to do with the way that it's being interpreted or the way that it's being communicated. It's unappetizing. It's weird. It's strange. And so then we miss out on all these great things, these great aspects of our relationship with God or, or all these, you know, just being in a church. Why? Because we're discounting the, the container, not what it's containing. And so today what we're going to be talking about is the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is one of those subjects in the church that has so much controversy, right? I mean, people have, there's a spectrum of what people think about the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit, how you are filled with the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit affects your daily life. And, And there's some people that have been raised and taught that whenever you start talking about the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost or all those types of things, like, it's all demonic and negative and bad and stay away from anybody that talks about it because it's weird. Like don't, you know, yeah, yeah, believe in Jesus, but, but be careful whenever you get over here, right? So you got this spectrum. Then all the way over here, there's some people that say if you haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost and all this kind of stuff that you're not saved. Both of those are extremes. And both of those packagings, both of those containers can cause many of us to discount the way that the Holy Spirit, who the Holy Spirit is, how he operates. And we get some mixed signals and there's a lot of confusion. And you know, this is literally one of those subjects that has divided denominations. And many of you, I mean, y'all know what I'm talking about. It's just divided people. We got, we got arguments about things that, that we don't need to have arguments about. Why? Because we're all arguing about the style or the container that it came in versus like, God, who, where are you in this? So today that's our goal is to kind of say, God, where are you in this, this thing of the Holy Spirit? I want to read Luke 24, 49. 
And this is kind of our base text today. It says, and now I, this is Jesus talking. He says, I will send the Holy Spirit. First of all, the Holy Spirit was sent by God. We got to establish that. Was sent by God. Now this word spirit, by the way, is not, is not the best word, ghost, right? Ghost is kind of freaky. Uh, you know, that's why I say Holy Spirit, not ghost, because ghost is, really, that word is pneuma. Okay, now, now the word pneuma is a, a current of air, a blast of breath. Okay, so really, really think of it like the holy breath of God, the Holy Spirit, strong, powerful wind. The Old Testament word is ruach, ruach. <laughs> like you gotta, I mean, you wanna do it right, <laughs> ruach. <laughs> Anyway, and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. God promised this. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you. That word is in duo, and it really means to clothe or to be wrapped in, kind of like put a jacket on, till, till he comes and fills you and clothes you with power. And that, that word is dunamis. Dunamis, which means it's a force, a miraculous, a strong, explosive power of God. And that power, it says, with power from heaven. So right off the bat, let's go ahead and just establish that the Holy Spirit, the holy blast of breath, right, the, the, breath, the breath of God is from God. It is something that Jesus promised. This is the last thing Jesus said before he ascended into heaven. This was important. So, like I said, there's this, there's this spectrum of what that means. And again, it's, some believe that, that certain aspects of the Holy Spirit really cross over into the demonic realm. And others say if you don't have the, the full expression of it, then you're not even saved and you're not going to heaven. Man, I'm telling you, there's a lot of confusion but what we, we don't want to get caught in is, is falling in love with a container. All right, that, that, that's what happens. Many times people get caught up in the style, in the trappings, in the, 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 like the words that I'm saying right now, I could say like this. You know, the Holy Spirit is a powerful force that God promised to us. Or I could come over here and I could yell it at you. The Holy Spirit. And other people kind of feel like that's more anointed than something else. That's just a style, and nothing's wrong with that. Do you know that you can experience God in many different ways? You can experience the presence of God in many ways. Some people, they think that, that the, the, the style is what's anointed, and it's not. You know, I felt God uh, uh, in, in just, as, just as strong in some of the most traditional, quiet, calm environments than in the biggest stadium with literally 25,000 people all chanting an anthem to God. Like, literally, it's the same. This, this Friday night, we were in this room, and, and it was the life retreat, and there was a prayer line, and we were praying for people. And, and it was coming to the end of the prayer line. Like, it was, it was kind of wrapping up. And a, a song, playing through a computer, by the way, came on. And y'all, it was like, it was like, I'm not saying it was, but it was like, God just kind of just stepped in the room. He was already here for all you theologians, all right? He's here. But in a, in a special way, God walked in the room, and, and you didn't have to tell anybody to be quiet. You didn't have to tell anybody to, to worship. You didn't have to, we didn't have to do anything. Nobody did anything. Literally, I was standing over there, and I, just, I was about to step forward to you know, wrap up the moment, and it was like, whoa. Okay. 
we'll just hang here. Didn't have a full band. Didn't have all this stuff. Guys, look, the Holy Spirit is not in the, the style. He's the Holy Spirit. He transcends that. Sometimes we get in the way of it. I think that's more that the issue is, is what's going on here? What's going on here? And I believe that affects it way more than whether you got colored lights or smoke or anything. Y'all agree with that? So one thing we don't want to do is we don't want to fall in love with a style. We want to fall in love with Jesus. So today, the Holy Spirit, how's the Holy Spirit work? Who is the Holy Spirit? How did he come? Well, look, what I want to do before we really get into the meat, and we're going to fly through that part, I wanted to spend a lot of time setting this up today because this is where things get confusing. When did the Holy Spirit come? Well, what I'm going to do today, I'm going to give you some homework. Number one is if, if you've got questions of how the Holy Spirit came and, and what that looked like, I want you to read Acts chapter 2. Start there. And it says the Holy Spirit came like a wind. And y'all, it got crazy. It was like flames of fire on top of people's heads. I ain't making it up. It's in the Bible. All right, go look. Flames of fire. And it's a mighty rushing wind. And, and they were all filled with the Spirit. And, and then, if you want to move forward, 1 Corinthians 12 shows us the gifts of the Spirit. This is another, another rung in the ladder of confusion with the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit. I want to read to you quickly what the gifts of the Spirit are. What the Spirit of God in you produces. And we all have, we, we all have different gifts. We're, we're given these gifts by God, okay. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, faith. Gifts of healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment between spirits, tongues, uh-oh, and the interpretation of tongues. Look, tongues has become the thing that, that, that separates everybody. Did you know that speaking in tongues is in the Bible? It's in the Bible. And look, go and read 1 Corinthians 14. If you'd like to see how that, that plays out in the life of a believer, how it plays out in a church service, all right? I, I, I like chapter 14 in 1 Corinthians because Paul's coming in and he's like, guys, would y'all chill out? Calm down. All these, everybody's prophesying on top of each other and it's getting weird, all right? People are getting freaked out. Still happens nowadays sometimes, right? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. What's going on? Look, God is a God of order and where there is chaos, that is a bunch of man-made stuff happening, I'm telling you. God is a God of order. There's no fear. Sometimes we don't understand something and maybe we're kind of hesitant, right? But whenever there's fear involved and there's like this manipulative weirdness in there, I'm sorry, I just, I can't see God in that. So go read 1 Corinthians 14. If you have questions about speaking in tongues, interpreting tongues and all of that, but don't do this. Don't fall into the crowd that just puts a big red X on something because maybe you haven't experienced it yourself. All right? Be open. All right? Now, we, we're not going to jam things down your throat. and you gotta, No, but, you know, we believe in that. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit. And it's not weird. It's not hokey. It's not old. But God still speaks to his people. God still will, and, and words of wisdom and, and pro prophetic things doesn't always, it doesn't, actually most of the time, it doesn't look like thus saith the Lord. It doesn't. It, it does not. It looks like I saw that, that guy and, man, I just felt impressed to go pray for him. I just felt impressed. Hey, man, I was standing in the back of the room yesterday and, 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 and a friend of mine walked up to a couple and said, hey, guys, 
I don't usually do this, but I just needed to let you guys know something. Whenever we were standing over there, uh, you know, talking or whatever, I, I felt like God spoke to me this. And he came, and what he did is he gave a, he gave a, a word of knowledge, uh, not in a weird way, in a very normal way. And uh, guess what? Tears started flowing. Why? Because he didn't know, but he was speaking directly to what we were kind of engaged in the conversation about. That's how the Holy Spirit works. And so, so if you've experienced the weirdness and, and that's caused you to put that big red X and say, no, I, <laughs> I ain't getting involved in all that. Man, can I just humbly come before you and say, why don't you reconsider? Read the word of God for yourself. Seek God for yourself. And I promise you, he's going to uh, detach some of that style, detach some of those containers away from the con- what it's containing. All right? Hope that you believe that. Hope that you trust that. So... So believers are baptized into Christ, believers are baptized into water, and then the Bible also talks about how believers are baptized in or filled with the Holy Spirit. We fill our lives with a lot of things, right? My mind's filled up, I'm just all confused, my life's filled up, I ain't got no time. Our spirit's the same way. We can get filled up with things that are not what we're supposed to be filled with, but the Bible says be filled with the Spirit. Be full of the Spirit of God, the breath of God. And so, so who is the Holy Spirit? Who is he? First of all, it's, it's not an it. It's the Holy Spirit. It's a person, one of the, 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 the pieces of the Trinity of God, right? There's the three, three in one. It's Holy Spirit. Okay, it's, it's God. It's not, a, it's not an it. It's he. It's, it's our God. So you got to relate to him personally. But uh, what we want to do today is we want to see what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. The first thing that Jesus said is that he's our, he's our inner voice. He is, he is my inner voice. John 16, 8. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. He will convict. Uh, now, 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 I hope that you guys are starting to understand the difference between conviction and condemnation. We've been hitting on that a lot. Conviction always has a way out. There's always hope attached to it. It's redemptive. Condemnation, that's what the enemy does to people. He's the condemner of the brethren. He's the condemner of the saints. He condemns. There is no hope in that. He just wants you to, he wants to remind you where you've been and, and that's your identity, right? But no, this says that the Holy Spirit will convict you and end and of the coming judgment. And really what that is, the, the word, is just he's our conscience. He's our conscience. The little voice that when you're about to do something, it says, uh, no. And you're like, hey, it's not legal, <laughs> I'm not breaking the law. It's like, yeah, but that's, that's not right. That little voice, that's your conscience. And you know that you can silence your conscience. Just ignore it a few times. Watch what happens. Sear that conscience real good. You know what I'm talking about? Let's not do that. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and be our inner voice. The next thing Jesus said is that he's my teacher. He is our teacher, John 14, 26. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that's the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything that I have told you. He's going to remind. He's going to teach. It's really unrealistic to think that we could be disciples or, or really growing and good disciples or students of Jesus without the help of the Holy Spirit. Without the teacher operating in our life. Without the teacher having full reign of our life. It's really unrealistic. And a lot of times that's what happens is uh, maybe we, we, we start trying to come kind of towards God and, and, and learn about him, but we're learning it intellectually and there's no spirit involved. And people that come to God that way solely, uh, it's very disappointing. It's very confusing. Why? Well, the Holy Spirit's our teacher. 
That's why there's got to be salvation. So it's unrealistic to think that you're going to love this life and you're going to just enjoy it if you don't have the Holy Spirit operating in your life. The next thing Jesus said, he's our guide. He guides us. John 16, 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He'll tell you about the future. I, I picture this, I picture it being like a, a compass. You know, whenever you got a compass in your hand and you walk through the woods, I'm just going to be honest, I've never once in my life walked through the woods with a compass. That's a lie. <laughs> I've never done that one time. How many of you have never walked through the woods with a compass? Come on. What are we talking about? <laughs> At times you have your iPhone out and, like, you're looking at maps and, and it's like the little arrow and you're just, like, trying to figure out which way to That. How about that? It's 2017. What am I talking about? Compass. What about GPS? Something better like that. Ridiculous. Anyway, so he's like your GPS, man. You're walking one way, and all of a sudden you look down, and like the little blue lines go in that direction. And it's like, um, guys, wait. wait. We went to Disney World last year, or earlier this year. God, that was just like three months ago. Whew. I need another vacation, obviously. Two years ago, we went to Disney World. Um, and we had this app. It was phenomenal. I mean, you put in what ride you want to go to, and it tells you where to go. And what was hilarious is we'd be walking, and now we went, <laughs> we went with, was it three families? Three families with how many kids? Too many. Too many. Raise, like too many kids. It, was 17, it felt like 17 kids. And uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's seven, seven kids. And um, that, that was a really good choice. That was a great choice. The Lord did a work in our lives. And, um, but, you know, whenever you're going somewhere with a bunch of people and you make a wrong turn, it is difficult. It's difficult. Wait! Go back. Meanwhile, there's 250,000 people surrounding you. You're like, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> if we would have, if we would have followed the app versus like, no, no, I know where it's at. It's over here. I was here 20 years ago. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years ago. It's like it's not that way. It's over there. And then pff, it's difficult, right? It'd been a whole lot easier if we would have just stayed dialed into the old GPS. But you know what happens, guys? And if you've been in church for any amount of time, you know this. You're, you're killing it in your relationship with God. Like you're listening to the voice of God. You're listening to the Holy Spirit direct you and guide you. And, and, and things are good. There's joy. There's purpose in your life. You're not only for you, but you're, you're helping other people. And then life has a way of like you feel like you know where you're headed. Like, you, like oh, yeah, I've been here before, so I think it was uh, take a left. Yeah. And then you start coasting and you stop looking at the app. You stop looking at the Holy Spirit as your guide. And then before you know it, the blue line is way back there, way back there. And you're out with your buddies or whatever, way over here. And you're like, how did I get here? And you're like, why am I, why am I dealing with this, this depression again? Why am I dealing with this hopelessness? Why do I feel lost in my life? Why do I feel like the things that I get up every day and do are useless? Well, maybe... The Holy Spirit was your guide at one point and no longer is he your guide. And you've walked away from that relationship, from that connection. I think today you should look back down at the app. Look where the blue line's at. Find your way back because the Holy Spirit is your guide, not your experience. Come on, you've been saved for a long time. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. He's our guide. 
the next thing is Jesus said he's our friend. The Holy Spirit is our friend. John 14, 16, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. Basically, that just means a help, a friend who will never leave you. The Holy Spirit wants to help you. This whole thing is built on love and grace and redemption and your relationship with God is no different. He wants to help you and guide you and lead you to an abundant life. Not just in eternity, which is obviously the goal. Obviously where we're headed is heaven. We want heaven on earth. And do you realize that that's never going to happen? Like, like, like things can get better now. But even if they don't, it's really not the point. The point is that we would be guided into heaven, but he's going to be our friend through the process. He will guide you because he loves you. He's with you. He's a good friend. But I want to read Ephesians 4.30. It says this, don't grieve God. It's not the message paraphrase. Don't grieve God or refuse his help. Don't break his heart. Some of you, you don't think about God in that way. You don't think about the Holy Spirit's work in your life that way, which is that you can grieve the Holy Spirit. You, you, could, you could break the heart of God. It's no different than a friend of yours or a family member of yours. There's this relationship. You know that if you stop inputting in that, that, that relationship or you, you say some things that you can't get back, what happens to that relationship? It breaks down. It breaks down. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, when it comes to our relationship with God, we don't think of it that way. We think of it like, oh, it's always going to be good. Like it's fine. But it's not. It has to be maintained. So, so he says, don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life. Making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Don't take such a gift for granted. Sometimes we, we, we get used, we get used to everything, honestly. We, we're like the, the, the frog in the, in the water, right? Things get warm and they get hotter and we just get used to it. And sometimes we, we do the same thing with the Holy Spirit. We get used to his guidance. We get used to that relationship and then it loses its luster because aren't we like an ADD generation, right? It's just like, okay, what's next? N nothing. There's no, no this, this is it. Like this is perpetual. Let's not grieve the Holy Spirit by, by taking these gifts for granted. So what I want to do in wrapping up today is, is for those of you in this room who, who you truly, today you say, God, I want to I remove all the barriers. I want to remove all of the things, the mindsets, the sin, whatever it is that's standing between me and all that you have for me. If that's you and you're like saying today, God, I want, I want more of you. I want to experience more of you. What I have is good, but it's not enough. Then there's three prayers that I want you to begin to pray. Number one is that, uh, Holy Spirit, would you show me? Holy Spirit, show me. Psalm 139 says this, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. Anything that offends you. Any idolatry, anything that's, that's causing me to reject you. Lead me along the path of everlasting life. That's, that's a place where you're starting from humility. For some of you, you're trying to start from a place of intellectualism. But, but you need to learn to surrender today. Learn to humble yourself and say, God, I'm open again. 
I haven't been lately, but Holy Spirit, would you show me what all this is, what, what's going on? And I, I just believe that God's going to be faithful, just like we talked about. And he's going to show you those areas, show you those mindsets that are hindering you and keeping you from knowing him more. We have to make room for the Holy Spirit. We have to invite him in to show us our problems and, and show us a better way. Number two, the prayer that you need to pray is, Holy Spirit, change me. Some of you have, been, again, you, you, you've been trying so hard. We talk about that a lot, but <laughs> it's one of the biggest traps of Christianity is our effort. Our, our, we, we, we start trying a lot. And just like Pastor Randy said last week, it was perfect. Some of you need to stop trying so hard and surrender more. You need to surrender more. It doesn't work that way in our minds because what do we want to do? We want to, if, I, if I'm not doing good in an area, like I need to do harder. Like I need to try harder. And God's like, that's not your first step. Your first step is to seek me. Got that Mary Martha thing going on, you know. One one person wants to sit at the feet of Jesus, and another wants to wants to go work. And, and it's like, yeah, both are important, but the first is more important to know Jesus, to 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 give Him full reign in your life. Holy Spirit, change me. Second Corinthians says this: For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. There's freedom. Look, if, if you've been living this, this Christian life and you feel in bondage and you feel like there's a heaviness upon you, can, can I just tell you, like, you're not Christianing properly, okay? You're not, you're not doing this, this thing right. You, you, there's something that's off because where the spirit of the Lord is, the Bible says there's freedom. Come on, that's what I believe in a church environment like this. Like if the spirit of God is here, there should be life. There should be excitement. There should be freedom. Not the opposite. Yes, we're going to get challenged. Come on, being free, sometimes actually there's more challenge. You, you got, I'm really free, man. I've got some choices to make, right? But there's freedom. Not uniformity. We have freedom in Christ. Verse 18. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Come on, lean into God today. Would you lean into the Holy Spirit? Lean into all that he has for you. Some of you are seeking holiness as we should all. But you're seeking holiness through effort and, and rules. And that's not, that's not what it is. Holiness is a, it's not obtained by following all these external rules. It's an outflow of a close and active relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that'd be a good moment. I mean, <laughs> if, you, if you were raised up in an environment where it was not that, but it was an external uh, relationship with these rules, then, then you know what that's about, you know? The last thing, the last thing that you want to pray is, Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, fill me. Ephesians 5.18, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. That's a whole other message right there, all right? Some of you might need to hear that today. Like, like just don't get drunk so much. My gosh. It's going to ruin your life. Yeah, he throws that warning out there. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. <laughs> That's the way I hear it. Man, stop drinking so much. Be filled with the Spirit instead. Man, you're trying to fill these voids. Man, you, you got no joy in your life, and so you're, you're abusing something that, you know, you're abusing it. And really, you're supposed to, you're really, you're, you're seeking something different. You just don't know it. 
instead of down in the drinks, down some word. You know what I'm saying? Like, because <laughs> the Holy Spirit will change your perspective in the situations instead of the drink, man. I'm telling you. So we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And this is a statement I want to, I want to make because some people get a little bit confused here. Being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't make me better than you. It makes me better than me. All right? Because this is a trap in the church which says, have you been filled with the Spirit? Have you experienced this? Have you experienced that? And if you haven't, if maybe you, you haven't, I, I, what are you talking about? It's like, ah, well, one day maybe. You know? What? This second-class citizen thing, this, it's a trap of the enemy in my opinion. It's not about that. It's about all of us, wherever we are in this journey of knowing God and being made into the image of God. It's all about us taking next steps. For some of you, the next step that you need to take today is to simply choose to follow Jesus. Simply choose to follow him. See, the, the Holy Spirit convicts. The Holy Spirit does his job. He does his work but we still have a choice to make. We still have a response to give. And the first response that we must give is one of humility and one that says, I can't do this by myself. I don't have the ability to do it. And one of submission to God and says, God, you can have my life. You can have my life. You can have every part and I receive you. And today, some of you, that's, that's your next step. That's, that's what this whole service has come to is you bowing your knee to God. And so right now, I want to give you that opportunity. Now, no, look, I'm not going to do anything weird or strange or bring up to the front and, and surround you with a bunch of people. Or I'm not going to embarrass you. But in a moment, we're going to bow our heads and close our eyes, and I'm going to ask you to raise your hand if that's you. And, and there is something powerful, y'all know, about raising your hand and admitting something. There's something defining about it that says that's me. And I believe today God is going through this room. The Holy Spirit is, is searching you out, and you know that it's you. You know that this is your moment to choose Jesus. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Right now in this moment, you're feeling a tug of war on the inside. It's the Holy Spirit saying, that's you. Today's your day. Today's your moment. And right now I want you to raise your hand if that's you. All across this room. Come on. I see you right there. I see another one, another one, another one, another one. All over the room. Hands are going up. Yes, I see you guys right here on the front row. Right over here. In the back, I see you. Right over here, I see you. In the center. Anybody else? Right over here on the, on the side. Right here in the middle. Over here. On the side, I see you. Right here in the middle. Anybody else? Come on. You need Jesus. Some of you have never made that decision. And others of you in this room have made this decision before. But, but you've, you've fallen away. You've, it, it feels like you've really backslid away from where you were with God. And, and there's all these questions of should I try this thing again? Should I, should I re-engage in this whole relationship with God? And, and you're, you're feeling like you want to. But right after you feel that, there's this condemning voice that says you're going to fail again because you did it last time or the time before or the time before. The Bible says the righteous man keeps getting up. It does not matter how many times that you have responded or prayed, 
the mercy of God, the grace of God is extended towards you. And right now in this moment, it's still towards you. If you're in this room and you've said a prayer before, but you feel this condemning spirit, and right now you're like, hey, I want to try again. I want to move forward again. Would you raise your hand? I want to pray with you. Come on. All over the room. All over the place. Many of you. The condemnation that the enemy uses to destroy the intimacy that we have with God is something that must be exposed in our lives. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to say a prayer, and I, I don't want you to repeat after me, but what I want you to do is, 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 is kind of like draft in behind this prayer. And I want you to pray to your God. I want you to repent of your sin, and you step out in faith and receive the grace that God has for you. Let's pray. God, I come before you right now. I'm humbled. God, I am broken. And Lord, right now in this moment, I surrender my heart to you. I give up. I, I place all of my failures, all my successes at your feet. God, I've tried a lot. I've tried very hard to get better, to get cleaned up, to come to you. But right now in this moment, I throw all of those preconceived ideas aside and I come to you boldly. God, humbly. And Lord, right now, I want to receive your salvation. God, would you save my soul? Would you forgive me of my sin, the things that I have done that have disappointed you? God, the chances that you have given to me that I have pushed to the side, God, right now I come before you and I ask you for another chance. God, would you redeem me? Would you change my heart? Would you change my life from the inside out? God, I give you every part. I thank you for sending Jesus to this earth to die for me, to shed his innocent blood, that I could be set free in this moment. And I receive all that you have for me. Now, for the rest of you who raised your hand, and maybe you said that prayer before, I want to I pray a specific prayer for you. God, I pray over those who, who raised their hand, who are living in condemnation, who have tried and tried and tried and and. You know, whether, whether there's salvation or not, we, we're not trying to split hairs. We don't know. But right now, they have raised their hand and they said, I'm, I'm here and I want to try again. God, I pray that you pour out your mercy and your grace on them in a special way. God, I pray that you undo all the religious uh, mindsets, all of the, the trappings that the enemy has and has set for them. God, I pray that those chains would be broken off of them. And today they would realize that, that they have repented, that they are a child of God, that they have been a adopted into the family of God. Lord, that you would reveal grace in their hearts and in their lives. We come against the enemy that would seek to steal the seed that has been planted of truth and faith. We come against that in the name of Jesus. And God, we pray that as they go out of this place, that there would be a strength, God, a vision and a purpose, Father. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. Come on, can we give it up for those who gave their hearts to God? Yeah. Now look, whenever you get saved, the Holy Spirit fills your life. The Holy Spirit fills your heart. And you're going to begin to experience some things. You're going you're to start experiencing a different mindset. When you read the Word of God, it's going to be different. Whenever you talk to people, you're going to feel different. Whenever you mess up, you're going to feel conviction. And let me tell you the way out of the conviction. The, the easiest way 
It's just like when you get in an argument with, with somebody that you love, right? What's the easiest way? I'm sorry. I repent. My bad. And you turn from that and you continue on. You don't have to raise your hand next week and get saved all over again. It's a lifestyle of repentance. See, see, justification happens in a moment. You're justified. Christ did the work. And now we enter into this new thing. It's called sanctification. And y'all look, sanctification, every single person in this room is in that. And you will continue in that till the day that you die. We're being made into the image of God. We're being made into the glorious image of God. Are we in the glorious image of God right now? Doesn't look like it. <laughs> Doesn't look like it, you know. But keep seeking God and look. Keep seeking the Holy Spirit in your life. Keep seeking out God. What gift have you given me? What gift have you, have you spoken over me? And continue to seek that. Go read Acts 2, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 14. Just as a starter. And just begin to seek God. A lot of people come to church here and they're like, oh man, it's just something about the church. I just love it, man. Can I just go ahead and let you know what that is? That's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. It's not because we got straight teeth. You know what I'm saying? No, it's because we're being made into the image of God. And we want to invite you along in that process. And if you just raised your hand, you made that choice. Today's your day. Come on, I want to remind you about the Connect card in the seat pocket in front of you. Fill it out. Turn it into the, the Connect in area in the back of the room. And what's going to happen is if you, you fill out in text or phone call, I'm going to contact you. Tomorrow I will be in touch with you because we truly believe in coming alongside you and helping you move forward. It's not just a high five, have a great day. No, we're going to come alongside you and help you if you'd like that. Or you could text the word SAVE to 51660. We want to send you a link. Uh, Northwood.tv slash SAVED is that link. Go there. There's a video to watch. There's a lot of information. There's some next steps for you to take. Growth Track is one of those, which am I right? Today's 101. Look, if you haven't been through Growth Track, your kids, maybe you got some kids, they're in the kids' ministry. They're having a great time. They're going to they're gonna take care of them. Growth Track's on the other side of this wall right here. That is some of your, your next steps to take. If you want to continue to move forward in your relationship with God, today's all about salvation, relationship with God, what that looks like, what, it's, what it means to be a Christian. That would be a phenomenal place to go. Ask some questions, but take your next steps, all right? So, but that, that, that link, northwood.tv slash save that we're going to send you has some of those next steps listed there. But all of us, y'all know we all have next steps, right? We all have a next step. Wherever you're at, there is something else to do and be and move forward in. And so we, I want to encourage all of you, wherever you're at in your journey, if you've, maybe you received Jesus, can I encourage you next first Wednesday, next time that we do baptisms, which is, by the way, not going to be in June, it's going to be in July, but just kind of throwing it out there. July, sign up and get baptized. That is your next step as a believer. Take your next steps and let's all take next steps together. And look, it's not just so that we have a great time here, it's so that we reach out some of you, your next step is to actually reach out to those that are closest to you. And you say, I'm scared to do that. Can I encourage you to seek the Holy Spirit about that? Because the Holy Spirit will give you power to go do the work of the ministry. That's why the Holy Spirit said that dunamis power that we're talking about, where you might kind of shudder and shake and ah, ah, God will fill you with a confidence and a boldness to go do what he's called you to do. Amen? Let's stand our feet.